You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hello there and welcome, welcome. Here you're listening live, Pet Life Radio. You're on with Dr. Jeff Werber, host of Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. And I'll be your host here for the next half hour of hopefully some call-ins. We want to hear from you. A lot to talk about. And, uh, of course, we're here. We want to thank our sponsors, ProSense Pet Products, and the retailers that we work with, such as our Walmarts and Targets and Walgreens and Kroger, etc., where you can get vet-quality products and you can get them for your pets at basically mass market, much more sensible pricing. So, anyway, you know, I guess the big news around town and around all of your towns, what's going on now. And I've gotten a number of interviews in the last, oh, I'd say several days, and that is the cold weather. It is freezing and so cold that I heard that in Minnesota, anyone living in Minnesota, you must give us a call here live at area code 877-385-8882. Once again, that number to reach us to join us and talk about how cold it is is 877-385-8882, 50 below zero. Do you realize that you can't be outside more than three or four minutes in weather at 50 below zero? I heard Chicago with wind chill is at 19 or 20 below zero. New York is five below zero. I mean, it is insane. And what makes it more insane, those of us in other parts of the country, like sunny Southern California, where it's 75 degrees, it's hard to even imagine what's going on, not only in your minds as pet parents, but in your pets. Can you imagine your dog who you go to work and you put him outside in the backyard and he's chilling all day, having some fun, running around, chasing his ball. Maybe you have two or three dogs or more like I do, and they're just having a blast. And now they're cooped up inside because they go outside in weather like that, and there is no way, I don't care what precautions you can take unless you build for them a covered, completely heated, spacious doghouse. It's going to be a tough one. Can you imagine how fast, if you put a bowl of water outside for your pet, and of course they need their water, how long does it need to stay outside before that bowl of water becomes a block of ice. So these are things that you have to be concerned about. And I just, I mean, God, I was on with the AP, the Associated Press, yesterday doing a whole interview on what do we do? How do we change our lifestyle? What happens to the all of a sudden sedentary lifestyle that we enforce on our dogs because they cannot be outside in this kind of weather. I mean, I don't even know if sled dogs can handle this. I mean, yeah, they can. They got their natural coat. They are moving and they're working. You know, you work, you run outside and you're working. It's certainly not as cold. You know, you, and even in regular freezing weather, you can pass a jogger and, you know, they're wearing their, their leggings and stuff and their sweatshirt. But what's keeping them going is the fact that their body temperature is remaining elevated because of the work that they're doing. But if you can't sit out in a lounge chair and do nothing and expect to stay warm. And that's kind of the biggest problem, the biggest issue that these pets are having and these pet owners are having. So um, go ahead and you can either drop me an email live here at 
Dr. Jeff, Dr. Jeff at PetLifeRadio.com. Or don't be shy, don't be bashful. You can join us right here on the show. You can just go onto the website, Pet Life Radio, and you can just click to join the conversation right now. I'm the only speaker here. I don't like that. I want to see more of you. And of course, give us a call live at 877-385-8882. And let's talk about A, where you're calling from, how cold it is, what's changing in your pet's lifestyle, and even how willing are they to want to go outside? You know, it's interesting. I've had one of my clients who now lives in one of the colder climates, believe it or not, in Tennessee. Tennessee is not typically known to have these sub-freezing temperatures, but it's nine degrees outside of Tennessee. Now, I mean, and I think it was, they live in Knoxville. So when you think about places like Knoxville, places like Nashville, where you would not expect to see snow, and it's nine degrees. So that dog that typically loved to, couldn't wait to go outside in the morning is now looking at the door, open door, going, hell no, I'm not going out there. You go out there. I'm staying inside the warm house and just see what's going on. And let's, I do want to talk about for a second, because it's, it's important that we need to think about as these cold winters are upon us, and obviously exercise time is going to be decreased, what happens with the dogs over the course of the winter season now that they are getting, I don't know, 30, 40, 50% less exercise, less movement, less calorie burning than during the spring and summer? How do you make up for that lost time? What are some of the suggestions? And uh, I think that uh, I want to hear what you're doing, and I will give you some of my suggestions to help cope and end up not having some obese dog come March or April when the sun starts coming out, the weather's warming up, and you want to get out there springtime, and you have a dog that just can't exercise the way they used to because they have those extra pounds they put on during the winter. So first of all, come some precautions. I, I know we've talked about this before, and I have to mention it because you know when we talked about it earlier, it was sort of, uh, and for many of you, it was, yeah, yeah, but it doesn't get that cold. Well, guess what? It just did. It is that cold. So small dogs, small dogs who have relatively larger body surface areas per pound of body weight, they need to wear sweaters. They need to wear booties. They need to keep their feet protected and protected from the environment, the ice, the salt on the roads, etc. They need some sort of shelter from the wind, even on those quick little walks. So get that little dog sweater going. Larger dogs, they probably don't need the sweater as much unless they have really, really short coats, unless they have poor skin condition. Remember, in order for skin to work the way it's supposed to work, and the way it does work, it's like a thermos. It keeps you cool and protects you from the heat, and it keeps you warm and protects you from the cold. Just like if you put iced coffee in the thermos, it's going to stay cold. If you put hot coffee in the thermos, it's going to stay hot. So it's that same insulation type behavior that our skin and coat provide for our dogs, but it's got to be a healthy skin and it's got to be a healthy coat. If it's not, it's not going to work up to par. So they can certainly handle some of the harsh, cold weather. But as far as the feet, they still have, unless they've been used to running around on hot pavement and their pads are well calloused, then you're going to have to do something to help protect those feet. And the booties work great and also protect the, from the, the, the ice and that which whatever municipalities are putting down on the ground, on the sidewalks to help melt the snow, that can also serve as an irritant for the feet. But how do you keep your pets safe if they have to be outside? What are the precautions? What do you need to do? So let's start with an average dog, large dog that typically needs to be outside. You live in an apartment. You can't keep them inside. My recommendation is to, especially in temperatures like this, 
keep them indoors, take them to a doggy daycare, a facility where they, they're going to be indoors, they're going to be safe, they get to play with other dogs, they get to exercise, they get to do their agility course, they get to run and do their jumping and ball playing and whatever it happens at these facilities. They usually love them. It's kind of like, kind of like being a day camp. Do you remember those days back when you were little and your parents want to get rid of you? You know the feeling. So what you do is you send your kids to day camp during the summer. Well, it's the same thing. You let your dogs stay in day camp. If that's not going to work and you just absolutely cannot leave them in a warm home setting. They must have shelter from the cold. That means if it's windy, you have to provide them a true doghouse, something actually with walls, or you need to set up a barricade somewhere where they can go behind, you know, large sheets of plywood propped up by some two by fours, covered with some blankets and give them the nice warm bed. They have to be able to escape from the wind chill and preferably something that is warm. You know, you can get a space heater. If you have one of those overhead, like, you know, go, you go into a restaurant and you choose to sit outside. Now, obviously not in Minneapolis at this time of year, but you've been there and you can get those space heaters. You can either mount them on the ceiling or you get the ones that are on a large stand. You can find them even in Costco. So you want to have an area where they are protected from the cold. They have a space heater and you can also get water dishes for your dogs that are have a heating element within. Or you can get these water bowls that are kind of like a hollow water bowl with antifreeze that is impregnated within the actual water bowl. So when you fill the empty bowl portion, it is surrounded not just by metal or stainless steel, but inside is liquid antifreeze. And it's totally protected. The dogs can't get hold of it because it's within the steel, the stainless steel, and that too will help and help prevent the water from freezing over. And that's really, really important because, of course, our pets need water when they're out there during the day. So blankets, space heater, shelter from the wind, something to keep the water from freezing over. And then you have a, a, a prayer, a chance of keeping your dogs protected and still be outside if that is absolutely essential. One of the things I like, I really like the idea of well, either keeping them indoors. You know, it's a treat for them sometimes. Or I think it's great. The doggy daycare facilities. I took my dogs. It was a place that opened up here in L.A. And uh, it is not just for doggy daycare. It's actually, it's, it's a whole exercise area. And they have like an agility course. And one of my dogs, one of my French bulldogs, certainly not the breed that one would expect to thrive and love running around doing all these obstacles in the agility obstacle course, and this dog had the best time. He was such a champ, and I, he needed very little prodding and very little help. We just got him started, and he was going up these thin planks and walking across like a, a little thin platform about four or five inches wide, going down, jumping through hoops. I mean, he was having the time of his life. I mean, everybody said, oh, my God, how often do you come here? And I said, he's never been here before. This was it. So your dogs can have a really, really terrific time doing that as well. Anyway, once again, it's that time. It's our midway point in our show. I would love to hear from you. What are you doing to help protect your pets from this icy, cold weather? Reach us here at 877-385-8882. Send me a quick email to drjeff at petliferadio.com, and we'll, we'll be back in just a few minutes. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Swipe It's a revolutionary new product that literally swipes away cat hair from virtually any 
surface. You know, most of us struggle with a roller or vacuum cleaner to clean up cat hair, but anyone who has tried either of these knows they just don't work very well. But Swipe It's patent pending glove has a magnetic-like quality that removes cat hair from almost everything. And best of all, Swipe It's is machine washable, so you can use it over and over again. To order, just visit SwipeIt's.com. That's S-W-I-P-E-T-S. A simple solution for shedding. Love My Pets, the new single by Mark Winter, available on iTunes. This year, Americans are expected to spend a jaw-dropping $36 billion on their pets. From lighted leashes to high-end spa products, the discriminating pet owner can find just about anything to pamper his or her pet. Hi, this is Michelle Fern. Join me every week for Best Bets for Pets, where we'll talk about the latest pet products and talk to the companies that make them. Best bets for pets. Every week, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet And welcome back. You are here live with Dr. Jeff Werber. That's me, host of Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff here on Pet Life Radio. And we are a call-in show. And I think one of the only live call-in shows here on Pet Life Radio. And guess what? We need callers. I want to hear from you. 877-385-8882. If you're really bashful, which I doubt it. I know you're not that bashful. And uh, you want to uh, send us an email or just join the conversation by typing in your questions, your comments. Go ahead and do so here on Pet Life Radio. You can also send me a quick email to Dr. Jeff. That's drjeff at petliferadio.com. So before the break, we were talking about this insanely, unseasonably freezing weather in many parts of the country, places like, you know, along the entire Northeast and the Midwest, it's insane. Minnesota with wind chill down to 50 below zero, Chicago, 20 below zero, Tennessee, who would think that Tennessee is going to be nine degrees? I mean, that is crazy. And uh, unfortunately for you in those places, fortunately for me here in L.A. and Southern California, we're still getting unseasonably warm weather. Go figure. But we were talking about the real dangers. And I'm not, this is not just textbook danger. This is real dangers of keeping our pets outside in these ice cold, these freezing conditions. And it is really bad. When we are told that a person if in, for example, Minneapolis cannot walk outside for more than three or four minutes because of frostbite, you can imagine what it's like for our pets. And they really don't know. They're thrown outside. They have to make the best of it if they can. So if you really, really must keep your dogs outside, take the precautions we talked about, shelter from the wind, warmth, overhead heaters, floor heaters, 
some way to, to keep the water from freezing, either heated bowls or bowls that have antifreeze in their shells. There are certainly things to do. Of course, in my opinion, the best bet, keep them inside. You can keep them inside either in the house, especially if somebody's going to be home with them, or you can take them to these doggy daycare facilities that have lots of things that they can do to keep them occupied. But one of the things that we know that dogs, especially, are not going to get as much of during this time of year than compared to warmer seasons, and that is exercise. So what happens? What happens to any of us? And the same thing happens to our dogs. If we are accustomed to eating a certain amount of calories each day and we're maintaining our weight because we are doing a certain amount of exercise each day or each, every other day or every week, whatever the case may be, and all of a sudden we stop doing the exercise, right? We hurt ourselves on the tennis court, the basketball court, whatever it may be, and all of a sudden we just can't play with the same schedule that we were. What happens if we are now getting less exercise that we cannot make up and we don't make adjustments in our diet? I think the answer is very clear, and that is we're going to pack on those extra pounds. Well, it's no different for our pets. When we have dogs, especially that have a certain exercise routine, and they are not able to manage that routine this time of year, and we don't make adjustments in their diet, it is going to spell trouble, weight gain trouble. And with that comes all the essentials, all the issues that come along with the added pounds, most of which, or along many things, but much of which is going to be the joint and locomotor issues. So now picture this. You Fast forward a second. So they're putting on the weight. They're an older dog, middle-aged dog. The stress on their joints now is heightened because of the weight gain. And all of a sudden, you are anxiously awaiting for April, springtime, and it comes. And now what? Now what? You want to get your dog out there exercising, and he's saying, oh, God, I'm not going out there. First of all, I can't run that much anymore. My joints are hurting because I put on the weight. My body's hurting because I put on the weight. I can't do what I used to do last spring. And whose fault is that? So what's going to happen is you are going to be working harder for yourselves to work your pets harder so they can just do their basic exercise routines to get back in shape. So it's very, very important to, to plan ahead for this inevitable complication of winter and start cutting back on their food. Very, very simply work it out with your veterinarian, how much exercise is being done. And you know, there's a new device. You might want to talk to your vet about it. You can go online and check it out. It's called the whistle. And it is a device that is attached to a collar that can not only measure movement and activity, but it can send signals. You can actually link it to your phone and you can check your phone during the day to see what is Rover doing right now? Is he sitting in that corner or is he actually running around, moving, having fun? So, you know, it's so funny when clients come in to me and I say, now, what about during the day? Does your dog get, oh, God, during the day he's outside, he's running around, he's playing. And then we look at the whistle and we find out he was sitting in a corner for four or five straight hours, hardly moving around. Just because they're outside doesn't mean they're playing and running and taking advantage of the fact that they're outside. It's like having the dog runs at a hospital or a boarding facility and you start thinking, oh, well, he's in a big run. It's got to be one pretty big run for the dog to actually run. That's like doing you know, uh, laps in a lap pool that's only 10 feet long. It, it's not going to happen. It's certainly not going to happen effectively. So what you really need to do is know how much exercise your dogs are getting. And they're, we know, getting much less exercise in this weather. So start cutting back on the food. 
it might, you might cut back 15%, 20%, work it out with your veterinarian. Obviously, you, if you're going to start cutting back, you want to do it slowly. You don't want to do it all at once. You don't want them to look at you and say, Dad, what are you joking? Mom, come on. Um, that was appetizer. Where's my dinner? So you have to do it in such a way that they, they can't tell. You can also look into maybe getting a low-calorie food so they get to eat the same volume of food that they've been eating, but they are getting less calories in that volume. So that's, you know, of course, very, very important. And uh, I don't know if you guys had a chance to listen to Dr. Bernadine Cruz on the show just before this, but one of the guests, the veterinarian, was uh, talking about rehab centers. And again, these are phenomenal centers where you can take advantage of, and they do obviously medical rehab, but, you know, things, indoor type exercising, a lot of them, the, the rehab centers here actually have water treadmills. So you can, because again, space is somewhat limited, they can be inside the water, they're getting the resistance, they're getting exercise, they're getting work, they're working on their joints, and they're doing it with the buoyancy of being in the water, and also the water resistance, and you know, 15 minutes spent in that is much more effective than, say, 15 minutes on just a regular treadmill or maybe even 15 minutes at the dog park. So that's another option for you, but you really need to plan ahead to make any type of adjustments in what you're going to do to keep those unwanted pounds off your pets during this crazy weather where you cannot get out and exercise with the same schedule that you've been exercising. So once again, we're here. You're here with uh, Dr. Jeff Werber, your host of Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff here on Pet Life Radio, 877-385-8882. And remember, if we get you to the point of not being so bashful and call a question in, or if you want, you can go ahead and... Send me an email or just type your question in here live online. I'm sitting there. I'm watching the screen. We will send out a free ProSense product for your pet, be it a multivitamin, be it a dog toothpaste, toothbrush kit, or one of our glucosamine chondroitin joint formulas, hairball remedy for your cat, a calming formula, calming remedy. There are lots of things that we can send you, lots of things you may need for your pet. It will give you a great chance to try some of our wonderful products that we make for the ProSense line of pet products available at your local Walmart, Walgreens, Target, our mass market stores. Once again, our goal was simply to bring you veterinary quality products at a mass market pricing level so everybody can enjoy helping their pets look and feel the best they can possibly be. So you know what? You can even, as we're getting towards the end of our hour or half hour, I would like to um, you to send me just an email to drjeff at petliferadio.com. They all get forwarded to me and let me know how your pets have been holding up during this unseasonably ice cold weather. So I am off next Friday morning. I'm here doing the show, of course, on Thursday. Uh, that's 1 o'clock p.m. Pacific time, 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. But we are heading off to the North American Veterinary Conference. This is the time of year, the beginning of the year, where we get all of our conferences. So we have NAVC, that's Orlando, every January. And that is quite a show. And it always boasts to be the largest of all the veterinary shows every year. And then in February, we get to the Western Veterinary Conference. That's in Las Vegas. And interestingly, they boast to be the largest veterinary conference of the year. So it's, it's sort of like, you know, uh, I know when the college rankings come out every year and uh, there are apparently 25 or 30 schools in the top 10, the whole idea being that everybody is claiming that they are the best. Anyway, arguably, they are both extremely popular, huge conferences. The question is, do you want to escape the insanely cold and get down to Orlando? 
during January or have fun in the city that never sleeps in Las Vegas every February, but they're great conferences. And what I'll do is when I come back, we will have lots of new gadgets, new things, new uh, treatments to talk about. And that's why I love going to these trade shows. And then we get to go to the Global Pet Expo and Pet Life Radio will be there as well. And that is March back in Orlando. And this is the big trade show where all of the pet products, the manufacturers come to to show what's new, what's exciting, what new services that people can look into, that products you can buy to help take the best care possible of your wonderful pets at home. So our time is up. It is just pushing 1.30. I will be back next Thursday to chat with you. Hopefully you will be much less shy, much less bashful. We'll have some things to talk about. I want your questions. Give us a call once again here at Pet Life Radio at 877-385-8882. I'm Dr. Jeff Werber, and we'll see you next week. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.